Hello, and welcome to episode number 175 of the DBSA podcast. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, and with me today are Elise, Amanda, Carrie, and Redheaded Girl. This is so not safe for work. You might want headphones and a soundproof booth, and maybe you want to be under some blankets, because we're going to talk about sex in space, and sex in hammocks, and pets who eat weird things, possibly also puking. Then we're going to actually talk about books and discuss what we're looking forward to that's coming out in 2016. This podcast is sponsored by Renee Adie, author of The Wrath and the Dawn, published by G.P. Putnam's Sons Books for Young Readers, available in print and ebook. Each dawn brings death, but can love change the story? This intoxicating retelling of A Thousand One Nights will leave you begging for book two, The Rose and the Dagger, coming summer 2016. The podcast transcript is sponsored by Kensington, publishers of Kill Without Mercy by Alexandra Ivy, the first book in the brand new Eras security series about a group of five brave military special op veterans. If you're in the mood for heart-pounding action and confident alpha males with deadly skills coupled with nail-biting life-and-death situations that will have you on your edge of your seat, then this group of covert specialists is at your service. On sale now wherever books are sold. Our music is provided by Sassy Outwater, and I'll have information at the end of the podcast. And as always, all of the books that we mention will be on the podcast entry at smartbitchestrashybooks.com. And now, grab your headphones, because this is not safe for work. Time for the podcast. There is also a scene in the Eloisa James book where they have sex in a hammock or come very close to having sex in a hammock. And it wasn't until after I finished it I'm that sorry, I realized. Hammock, hammock or hammock? Oh, yeah, I heard that too. Hammock? hammock. That was I call it hammock. Question. Is that not how you pronounce it? No, it's a hammock. Hamhock. Yeah, it's a hamhock. And a hammock. They're all not that big. They're only about that big. How do you have sex in a hammock? Here's my thing. How do you have sex in a hammock? Like, oh, how also an excellent question. <laughs> you know, I she made boingy, me boingy, it, boingy, and, boingy, right in ret- like there's not. I can't imagine it works well, right? I would think like, and then you flip over, what like the, the dog was jumps up, or would like. Yeah, well, it was. The, it was. It was. Amanda needs a diagram. I feel like missionary would work the best. It was missionary, <laughs> and if I'm remembering right, it was mostly finger banging, I'm which do some work. field tests. Yeah. And I'm back to you. Amanda's <laughs> going to do a science. Amanda's on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose I could see spooning working too. Or if she's on top and her legs go over the sides of the hammock, depending on what the hammock's made of, she wouldn't get too much rope burn if it was just, like a nylon hammock. I'm just Ow! like the, the netting so one who like knees and arms going through the holes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got a braided macrame print right. on their ass. <laughs> right. Sex in a hammock. <laughs> I'm getting a... <laughs> <laughs> My back hurts thinking about it is the verdict from <laughs> <Right>. my house. <laughs> You're not going to get proper lumbar support. No. <laughs> That's why Amanda needs to feel just she's young. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spry and limber. This I, is, I, this is, this is going to be the update on Amanda's Tinder profile. <laughs> right. I'm curious about hammocks and, and ham hocks. how it goes. Right, and right. 
I think that if Amanda purchases a hammock and tells us how it goes, then that would be like a billable expense. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that's tax I do. No question. Yeah. No, that, that's research. When you see your accountant or tax preparer or whatever, you have to be like, so, no, I had to fuck in the hammock for real. Like, this is my job. Yeah, no, I listen to the podcast and everything. And then you can bill an hourly rate. Right. <laughs> You know what? Like, I don't know if you're going to get a full hour out of that. It's true. It, it, you're going to get yeah. a rope burn or something's going to chafe. No. It's not going to no, work. No. I, I, well, you might even count spooning and you'd manage not to fall out. You might, that might add up. I'm just like a p- picturing myself in like rollerblading gear. So I've got like an e pad. It's a very strange kink, but we're not kink shaming here. No, no hey, shame. Helmet no. on. Screw covers and cocktails. Amanda's new column is like, have you seen the, right, have you seen the, the Will It Blend commercials where they put crazy shit in like the Ninja right, yeah. Blender? Yeah, hers is going to be like, can they fuck? And we'll like submit the weirdest romance novel sex scenes and like Amanda has to prove or disprove whether this happens. Right, and when, when she needs filler articles, we just send her Cosmo sex positions. Right. <laughs> Some of those you can't do. And somebody's going to dig up scenes from like old Robin Schoen books where they like, there's like a swing or some gravity. We could get the Lysander books from Johanna Lindsay, see if we could recreate oh, that. that. Oh. I want to know if that's physically possible. To have Ooh. sex in zero gravity? It's not going to be me. Well, don't like, what if I go to Russia and they have like those planes that like simulate? <laughs> <laughs> I only think you get like thirty seconds. Yeah, of you, you only. That's yeah. gonna be a hell of a wham bam. Fifteen second chunk. So, <laughs> I wonder if we could. I wonder if we could petition to have to have Amanda sent to the space station. <laughs> Where's Elon Musk? Tinder <laughs> in space. <laughs> so it'd be like four dudes on. There. <laughs> and you, you got to swipe right very carefully for that trip. <laughs> I feel like you would like slowly start to drift apart and be doing like swimming motions trying to get back towards each other. Breaststroke. No, I think there's going to be Velcro involved. Yeah, people yeah. put serious thought into this. So you know how like with the sleeping bags, they're kind of anchored? Yeah. Right? So you kind of have to anchor yourself. So I hear, and then tragically, I have not tested this out. Believe me, if someone sent me into space, I'm going to tell you guys all about it. But... <laughs> You, you know, you got to kind of anchor. And the problem with that is once you get stable enough to actually have the sex, it's not really zero-grab sex anymore. Really. For all intents and purposes, you're not floating. You no. Are no road, you know. You're anchored and you're using your own momentum and muscle I, strength. I want to yeah. be right, like... But you're also part of the 50-mile high club or however many miles feel, it is. Oh, yes. Uh, it's still impressive. But well, I want to pull a Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator. So, like... If the sex is bad, I just shoot him out the airlock. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. We're going to get like so much email about this down. episode. <laughs> I feel like there'd be a fluid issue, though, right? Like, Oh, there would definitely be fluid Right, like there'd just be little bubbles of things floating. Condoms. Right. You'd have to wrap it up. Well, yeah, I suppose just from like a cleanliness perspective. But so here's another question. Could you get pregnant in zero G? Sure. Well, I'm not testing that one out. So that one's not going to happen. I I just want to know. 
<laughs> if our favorite book for 2016 is going to be the fanfic we all write about having sex <laughs> in space. <laughs> Such Amanda's International Space Station. It's going to be like an anthology. Several like members of the Avengers are going to be involved in this somehow. All of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Obviously. I love would Thor be like Superman? I think so. Like, like was, would Thor, like, if he ejaculated, would he send Jane, like, through a wall? My husband, I, he's sitting on the other end of the couch. He just <laughs> texted me an article. Neil deGrasse Tyson says sex in space would involve a lot of belts. So, Amanda, you're set. <laughs> start a collection. So, one last question. Right now, what book are you most looking forward to reading? Okay, wait a second. Wait what? a second. What? You, didn't, you didn't ask me about my 2015. I apologize. I thought I had heard. Please no. tell me all the things. Sorry all about that. Not all of them. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that... The the thing that like most marked my 2015 was Poldark, both the TV series and the books. Oh, ah, uh, yeah. Excuse me, I have to go yell at my relatives because the epic moment of Dad has come home and the dog and the kid have to lose their shit completely. That's just like happened. So okay, we can't just, actually hear them. We can't hear them at all. Oh, great. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Poldark. Uh, I spent. Thanksgiving with a friend of mine and we had dinner and then she was like let's go watch a thing and I'm like dark. I'm just saying we'll just watch one episode oh that's and just evil yeah we watched one episode and and we get to Francis and Elizabeth's wedding and she's like wait they're getting married already I thought this was going to be an angst thing for the whole thing and I'm like oh honey she's not his heroine <laughs> No. <laughs> and we got to the end of the episode and I'm like so and she said yes play, play the next one Aww. We, we watched Aww. the second episode and I was like so do you want me to leave the DVDs and she's like yes please <laughs> <laughs> well played <laughs> and she watched the whole thing by the end of the weekend so uh, win for me I just sort of skim reread the first two books and just the the layer of research and texture that Winston Graham put into that world makes my little nerd nerd heart like he was pandering forty years before I was born. So he good knew job. He knew. <laughs> good he knew. job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and one of the ladies that came to the Boston Bitches meetup last week um bought me a pole dark calendar that she found in the UK. And she's Aww. like, she saw it, and it's like, I have to bring that home for Red Hood Girl. That Aww. is so nice. No. <laughs> Did you completely lose your mind? Like, I might, I would cry. I, I didn't cry because I don't cry in front of people. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thumbs up because that's a Midwest like, oh thing. God, that's the sweetest thing. Thank you. Have a cookie. Have a macaroon. Don't, that don't is... touch me. Don't touch. I don't like touch. It's a Midwest thing. Don't cry. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> The Midwest, don't cry, don't touch me, eat some cheese in a bowl. Yeah, we're, 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 cold, we're cold Nordic people, Sarah. We don't. <laughs> when, I, when I had my ACL repair, it was my first major surgery and my parents came out for it because mom wasn't going to let her baby go through her first surgery alone. I don't know. And 
as they were re- getting ready to wheel me to the OR, the nurse was like, all right, give her a hug and a kiss. And we all sort of looked at each other awkwardly. Mom's like, we're Swedes from, the, from Minnesota. We don't do that in front of people. <laughs> it's like a whole other language. It yeah. is. Because they drove 1,100 miles and that was enough. That's pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. obvious communication. Yeah. Well, I had to tell my younger son, who's sort of like, here are all my feelings. And he's very articulate and likes to tell you everything he's thinking and feeling. I had to explain to him, you know, not everyone uses the same language when they try to tell you that they care about you. So, you know, your brother isn't going to be like, I love you and you're so great, but he's going to come in and help you with something or he's going to make something for you and he's going to very quietly walk in and give it to you and very quietly walk out of the room. And that is him saying, I love you a lot. And Aww. so my, my younger son was like, oh. <laughs> so like when he helps me in a video game, yes, that's what that means. Oh, and when he did that thing, yes. Oh, my God, I want to go hug him right now. And I'm like, I really wouldn't do that. <laughs> that's what this is about. <laughs> so my son, my older son, is very Midwestern by default. <laughs> I understand that people have feelings. I'm just really bad at knowing what those feelings are or why they're having them at that particular moment. <laughs> Does so, that go for you too? Um, <laughs> no, I'm pretty good at figuring out what people's feelings are. There are just plenty of times where I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that's just me being terrible. I don't know. I think there's a certain amount of empathy that people are born with at different levels and it's a yeah. learned thing. Like you can learn how to care about other people. Like there are plenty of times where I'm just like, okay, you were having all of these feelings at me, and I'm I I get that, and I just can't right now. I can't deal yeah. with everything <laughs> projecting on me, and you're making me upset, and I need to walk away. I understand I'm just, that. I'm yeah. just oblivious in general. I get really fixated on things, and then I don't necessarily notice like chaos is erupting mm-hmm. around me necessarily. So, and I'm I'm not good at picking up on cues. Like, just tell me if you're, like, you really, you literally have to tell me what's on your mind because I'm not, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Oh, yes. 2016. Yes. Let us speak of it. Yeah. All right. What are you looking toward to reading in 2016? Oh, in 2016? Yes. Have you, do you have a list for that? <laughs> I, I think, am I the I, only one who keeps track of what's coming out? Like, yes. Well, I'm hitting so this comic thing pretty hard. So, so Moon Girl and Dinosaur technically the first the first issue came out, but the second one comes out at the end of December, and I think I'm going to try not to read and review it until I can read two issues because I always feel like the first issue is kind of like the pilot, right? You can't really judge something based on the pilot, and I'm sort of in the same boat with Amanda. You cued me on to what? What was the name? I don't know. It was like like time new romancer or something right so i've got to check that one out so i'm super super excited about that and i'm super excited about moon girl and dinosaur i've set my sights very firmly on moon girl and dinosaur is going to be my new crack based on the cover of the first issue which is this adorable african-american 11 year old science nerd girl hugging a giant tyrannosaurus rex in like new york city i don't see how you can get better than that so that was made of your catnip. If if the issue then goes on to consist of nothing but blank pages, I will <laughs> see I'll be like, that's okay. Look at that cover, dude. <laughs> I, I'll be good. 
I'm really excited for, um, I think it's coming out in May. I think Elizabeth Hoyt is finally writing Valentine, the Duke of Napier's book. And if you've read her Maiden Lane series, he's kind of this really intelligent, he's not like a villain, he's an antagonist, and he's got all these machinations behind the scenes. And yes. she says, yes. And he's yes. super sexy, and she was inspired both by two of my favorite fictional antagonists, um, Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston, and also Patrick Jane from The Mentalist. is like kind of super smart. Pandering. Yeah, super smart, sexy anti-hero. <laughs> And he keeps popping. He's popped up in like eight books or something now. And it's like, write his fucking book. And she is. I'm really excited. Oh, I bet you want him to pop up. (laughs) 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 Quality programming. Yes. (laughs) um, The the new Captain America movie comes out this summer where Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans break up. And it's going to be really hard for me to watch. But... They break up over Bucky. Over yeah, I don't. Is it? I I feel like the whole cast at this point has just acknowledged that everyone who's not part of the official Marvel machine thinks all of the characters are gay, and they're just like, "Yep, nope, we're just gonna yes, Uh we're gonna go with it." Yep. So this is basically like the superhero movie version of the Saturday Night Live skit, the ambiguously gay duo. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like the trailer, it's just like. Yeah. But, 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 nothing but but. but yeah. Yep. It's like Tina Belcher wrote the script. <laughs> nothing <Yeah>. but but. <laughs> I, I can tell you what I'm looking forward to playing. I, I have no idea what books are coming out next year. Sorry, Amanda. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, See if um, I bring you to space. See if I care. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You just yell at me every time we have to do that fucking post. I do. I do yell at <laughs> But my best friend... In the whole world, sent me eggs, pies, egg pies, moss cakes, and pigeons like puffins, 18th century British cookery from manuscript sources. It's this book. And I'm looking forward to playing with it because it had, it's, look at how thick it is. Oh my this God. Is like, and it has all sorts of recipes, and some of them have been interpreted for modern cooking, and others I'll just fuck around with, you know, whatever. So, oh, look, I just found their recipe for rotafia. So I'm going to have some fun with that. Playing around with that for future cooking posts. Yay! So, oh my god, it's got a table of measures and conversions. That's sexy. <laughs> oh, that is neat. I like this is, this right is now, the sound of really? redheaded girls' mental yeah. boner. Yeah. Yep. And, and people can't see this, but we can see redheaded girl reading the book right now. And we can tell, yeah. like, the podcast is over. That's it. Her eyes have glazed over. She's got and, beer and, like, and a cookbook. I'm trying to read, like, over the pages, upside down through the camera. I'm, it's probably kind of creepy, actually. But it, it, it looks really good. Yeah. yeah sorry. Only, only a little. Yeah. So I'm, like, super ambivalent about one. Can I tell you one I'm super ambivalent about? No. So, we don't. Yes, please. Okay. So in February. Oh, God. Chimsey yeah. Hines is publishing Revisionary, which is the last book in the Libromancer series. And I'm really excited because I love that series, but he says it's the last book. And I almost feel this need to just, like, shrine it somewhere. Like, I just... Maybe I will totally admit I haven't read the last novella in, in Courtney Milan's Brothers Sinister series because I don't want it to end. Yeah, I, I don't want it. the Libromancer series to be done. I love that series. 
I'm dead. That's it. That's all I got. I'm kind of ambivalent about Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, too. Yeah, Yeah, I think we will have no idea what that's like until we're watching it. I'm going to tell you what I'm excited about for 2016. And here is Amanda's list of 65 books organized. I have two. two. Though I did consult my list. Oh, I have my list. It's right here. I have two. Um, one is Tessa Bailey is starting a new series. Ooh. And oh, that's right, with Grand Central, right? Yes. She is one of the authors that I discovered this year that I loved. Um, and her this new series, I think it's called like Meet the Clarksons. It's a road the entire series is like a road trip romance. So it's four siblings taking a road trip across the US. Um, and like obviously they each get kind of paired off. Which I think is interesting. So it's a it's a it's like a road trip of sex through space without space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So clearly I'm all over it. And then the second one I actually have on my Kindle. I'm gonna read it while I'm on a boat. Um, and it's the third book in Edie Harris's Blood Money series, which I will recommend this series to anyone and everyone. But the hero of this one is, like, the stoic brother that you've seen in the other couple books. So he kind of, like, works behind the scenes. He's, like, a really, I don't know, serious army guy who doesn't talk a lot. And he has to go undercover in, like, South America. And he finds his wife, who he thought was dead, working in South America. Surprise! She's also, like, an agent. So I don't know if, like, she had to do undercover work or whatever. This guy doesn't watch enough TV. No body, (laughs) not dead. So I'm, like, I'm waiting. I'm looking forward to seeing him lose his fucking shit (laughs) in this book when he discovered that his wife is still alive. Surprise! Those are the two things that I, I whittled down my list a little bit, but. Oh. Your turn, Sarah. My turn? Yeah. All right. Look, I have an actual list. Yay. I'm proud of you. I know. I knew you would be. <laughs> All right. So I have, in January, Beverly Jenkins has a new book coming out. Is it a new series or, or is it Forbidden or something? It's Forbidden. But she's been is. talking about this book. I have this weird thing with Beverly Jenkins where she and I will end up at the same conferences, like two or three in a row. And then later in the year, there'll be like two more. So I saw her at RT and I saw her at RWA. And then last month I saw her in Vancouver. And then the following weekend I saw her in New York. And I was like, I'm just going to go to Target. And Beverly Jenkins is going to be in the dairy aisle because I just see her everywhere at this point. You always take creeper photos too. Yes. Well, she was, she was taking a picture of her books. And I was like, it's so cute. You're taking a picture of your own book. I have to take a picture of you. So she's taking a picture of Beverly Jenkins taking a picture of Beverly Jenkins' own books. Yes. It was, it was, it was Bevception. <laughs> Paparazzi. That's right. But Forbidden, she's been talking about it all year, and it sounds really cool because part of the conflict is that the hero is um, has been passing as white, and the woman that he falls in love with is not. And so he has to decide whether he's going to stop passing himself off as white and go after her. And there's all of this conflict built into it. And I am so excited to read this <laughs> because, like, as Redheaded Girl has pointed out, Beverly does her homework. Yeah. It's so great. And then the other thing, I'm, I'm a little curious about this one because – I have this sort of fascination right now with books that are marketed as 
women's fiction for specifically for reading groups like any book that is women's fiction that has some sort of green verdant barn chair wagon wheel on the cover <laughs> and then involves a library or somebody reading something gets marketed towards reading groups and then I end up hearing about it which is interesting but there's one called the readers of broken wheel recommend which is getting a lot of press and i'm like that's a weird title to get a lot of press which is why i remembered it but you might like this redheaded girl because it's about a a girl who's from sweden who's a pen pal of someone from iowa and she goes to iowa to visit and she finds out that her pen pal has just died but she stays in iowa to run the bookshop as you do and it ends up being I have a... some immigration questions, but go on. <laughs> Look, the bookshop needed a Swede. Just go with it. <laughs> Duh. So I'm I, like, I, I was sort of like, oh, okay, this sounds interesting. I'll add it to my list. And then you know that thing where all of a sudden every everything you read, someone's mentioning this book. Like it's in this newsletter and then it's in this person's post. And I'm like, wait, everyone's talking about this book that I thought had a weird title. And okay, so I'm curious about that. And then... In March, <laughs> Carolyn Linden has a new book coming out called Six Degrees of Scandal. Oh, Ooh. yeah. She talked about that. Does it sound good? Because it sounded good to me. Of course it sounds <laughs> good. I mean, look, I love everything she writes. So I like the thing I like about her writing is that her heroines are smart, you know? Yes. And it, it's not just like, oh, I know things and I'm... I'm super bookish and right. I'm a blue stocking. It's they're actually intelligent about people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yes. There, there's less of the, I'm just the smartest cookie that ever did live and more like, yes. And <laughs> yes, exactly. That's totally the difference. It's not, I'm so smart. It's yes, I know. Yeah. I am aware. <laughs> All right, dudes, this is awesome. Yay! We didn't hear Elise's yet. Elise, she talked about Elise's toy. Is she asleep? asleep? She talked I'm about really Valentine and maybe. maybe. Oh, you did. <laughs> I need it to be December twenty second so I can read again. I'm so tired, y'all. But yeah, I haven't read anything in like a month. It's awful. I come home and I, I, I can. My brain can handle like Finding Nemo. I'm like, oh, fishies, bright color, go to bed. Man. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. Soon, soon you will read. This is why I hate Christmas. I can understand. Do we have 2016 predictions? Didn't you and Jane used to do that? 2016 predictions. Yeah, we used to do that. Oh, do like you have any? Gonna... Well, one thing I've been noticing in like two whole books, so this is obviously a trend, is I think like in Regencies, there's going to be more American heroines. I think um, Downton Abbey and... Um, some other shows have kind of, I think, broached the American heiress goes to England to find a titled husband. Because I know mm -hmm. Karen Ranney's doing one. Eloisa James is doing one. Is it Laura Lee Gerke has a whole series on that. So I wonder if we're going to see more Americans in the Regency kind of. I think you're right because I've seen a lot more of that. It also sets up a, a, a conflict that is pretty unique. And then you can sort of build established tropes on top of it my 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 trend guess is that the very high stakes contemporary will continue to build um and then we'll switch to something else entirely because <coughs> that's how we roll that's not yeah. a very that's not a very edgy that's, prediction yeah no that's that's a pretty safe bet 
Well, I mean, we kind of go through cycles. Like we have paranormal and then paranormal goes away and then we have you know small town contemporary and now we're going for people who are heads of you know massive international crime syndicates so what's going to be the next thing maybe historicals will become huge darker romances are coming in because we had asking for it in madame x and like misconduct is coming into play and then i got a book that i asked for from berkeley called bully um Mm -hmm. And it was, like, published online before, and I think it's in paperback now. But this is, like, the hero is a horrible, horrible bully to the heroine. Like, there's no bones about it. Um, So So it's, like, like, pushing the edges of what can be redeemed? I think so. So I feel like those darker romances are going to continue. Dark redemption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my guess. Well, I have a a prediction for 2016 that I know it's definitely going to come true. Then Amanda and I are going to go to Sweden and things are going to go insane. I'm going to marry so many pastries. It's true. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is very dangerous when when Amanda finds the cheap airfare and you're like, let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, no, I should be a responsible adult. And 20 minutes later, I kind of want to. And 20 minutes after that, okay, I did some math. (laughs) Just like my plane ticket and splitting the Airbnb is less than what I pay in rent a month. Wow. Nice. Is there like a red light district in Sweden? No. Oh. Amanda's thinking about it now. She's like, is there? I never considered that. There will be. (laughs) For the week that I'm there. Do they have Tinder in Sweden? I want to know about this. It's international. Well, I think we need to spread some goodwill. Be an ambassador. (laughs) Oh, I'll spend something, Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, I don't know if I have a prediction or it's just like a fervent wish, but I do feel like in historicals, there's starting to be more people of color and more people who do not identify as heterosexual, even if they're only like a side character. Mm-hmm. Like there's still not very many where they're the main character, but you're, there's more stories where, you know, somebody's brother is gay or Right. You know, they, so the, they know somebody who recently is visiting from India or whatever, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that that will ramp up. That's my, my wishful prediction. So that the, the depiction of history is becoming more accurate in terms more of the accurate, fact that history yeah. wasn't just a whole bunch of white people in brocade. Yep. Yeah. And there's aspects of history that I'm willing to let go of. Okay. I'm willing to say, you know what? Somebody is getting married in the epilogue, say she's pregnant, and I don't have to worry that on the next page she dies of an infection because nope. no one washed their hands. You know, that's okay. <laughs> I, can, I yeah. can let that go. But I would really like to see more diverse historical romances, and I feel like we're sort of torturously inching our way there. Mm-hmm. Well, Elise and I had a very long conversation about various bodily functions for a yes. podcast, and she and I talked <laughs> at length about how Nobody in romance has to get up to pee after sex to avoid a UTI, even though back <laughs> right. then a UTI would kill you. Yeah, you would mm. you would die. And I 
but I get why they don't because you have the chamber pot. Like you don't want to bang Mr. Darcy and be like, oh, hold on while I squat in the corner, right? <laughs> like you can't even run the tap to hide the pee sound. Nope. So. Yep. There's no yeah. there's no postcoital urination in historicals. No, and nobody gets syphilis. Like, is that like a thing in contemporaries? No, no. People never have morning breath, UTIs. There are no bodily functions. No, that's that's why um, Tony Blake's Whisper Falls, where the heroine has Crohn's disease, still blows my mind. Because I mean, she's not very descriptive, but everyone kind of knows what Crohn's disease is, and this the the heroine has a very severe case of it and has had to move home so her parents can take care of her. And Mm -hmm. when she has a flare up, the hero is like, "Oh my gosh, you're really sick. Okay, how can I help?" And I'm like, "This is the most unsexy illness, and I am 200% here for this because you never hear about like." You know, everyone dies glamorously. Right. They die of mysterious Victorian fainting disease. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You quietly and politely cough yourself to death. After right. singing. Don't forget the singing. Yep. And, politely. And no yes. one ever, like, sleeps with a guy and then they accidentally starts their period. Right? Like, that never happens. Well, in Sweet Filthy Boy, the hero and heroine are on a plane to go to France and she's wearing like white jeans and oh, she God. gets her oh, period no, and she's like freaking the fuck out and this like French hero is like she's in the bathroom very upset she's like cramping she's bleeding and he's like trying to get the stewardesses to give him like a tampon or a pad for her or something <laughs> and I think that's the first time I read a romance that had a period in it like a menstruation. I always wondered, like, okay, you don't always know your cycle. So say you have an irregular cycle. And sometimes you stain the sheets, right? So if everyone is so fixated on virginity, how come you don't like roll up and save that sheet? So you can like right. So you could like go to Bone Town with whoever you want. And then on your wedding night be like Surprise. Surprise. Yeah, just lay that I'm totally gonna steal that idea. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yes. I'm, I am totally here for this. Like, seriously, just just roll it up and save it and then be like, oh, my gosh, look, I just bled it fucking everywhere. Your, your wang you is huge. <laughs> your wang is yeah. huge. You have plowed my lady garden very well. So, so like, probably not for the podcast because I don't want to get too personal. Am I the only one, like, if I'm anywhere kind of in that range of when it's going to happen? Like, if you have sex, it's like, oh, here we go. Started. <laughs> like, it. It's it's like I, I don't know what the hell Are that, you on birth that is. At all? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have crazy periods to begin oh, with. So. Yeah, I'm on like, like the pill, and it, that's never happened. But I know exactly. Like, I usually starts to be like a Sunday morning or afternoon, and I'll get laid late Saturday night and be fine. I think it's like the, the banging the side of the ketchup <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Wait. <a minute>. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how you know a dude loves you when that doesn't completely freak so, him out. So instead of your uterus being like a, like a clamshell and you would like it to be like the Heinz squeezy bottle, like it's actually just right. a glass bottle and you have to pound it. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sexy. It's very sexy. It is completely sexy. I, I knew we had a dog that um, – my mom had a dog that she had a drawer. This is this is a story. Relax. She had a drawer. <laughs> I was dog. like, wait, we went from sex to your dog. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure it was in, how we got there. 
it was in the bathroom and the tampons and pads were always in this drawer and the dog knew how to like wiggle it open and if he really liked you he'd bring you a obviously unused tampon or maxi pad from his treasure drawer right like hello person I have never met here's a super absorbency tampon right (laughs) and I think that's when I knew Richard was a keeper because the first time he met my mom the dog like showed up with a bunch of tampons just about like hi Richard here are tampons and he was completely chill about the whole like I have a handful of Feminine hygiene products, and I'm at your mother's house. This is very. <laughs> I think I think I've known many people, myself included, who have had a dog who loved panties. Oh, oh God, yes. yes. And then they chew oh the God. crotch out of the panties, oh so it's like not only oh, is yeah. my underwear in front of people I don't know, but I have to go buy more because it's ripped now. Oh, yeah, no, our current dog. Before I got the hang of keeping everything where the dog could not get it, which turned out to be harder than you would think. Because oh, no, very hard. You can't just put it in the hamper. It's a little dog, but she jumps. She will leap into an open hamper, retrieve your, your <laughs> underwear, and flee with it, right? I have a guy <laughs> closing laundry hampers. Right now, I'm sitting at my desk, and next to me is <laughs> a laundry hamper because I have to keep it up off the floor. I mean, just buying the cheapest possible Cotton, disgusting granny panties at Target. We must have gone through between me, Glenn, and Lyndon like hundreds of dollars worth of underwear the first couple months we had that stupid dog. I mean, that beloved dog who I love so much. That doesn't preclude them from being dumb. That cutie pie. You know, she's dumb as a bag of rocks when it comes to underwear. Uh I mean, really, she's not. That's the problem. She's not. She's so clever. But underwear makes you stupid. Mm. I'm we sure have- Glenn has like a whole evolutionary explanation for <laughs> panties? why she does that. Yeah, for dogs eating panties. Well, we had a- like you know, she was bonding to us, and she liked our smell. So, in order of preference, she liked See? Glendon's, mm-hmm. mine, and then Glenn's. And in fact, for a long time, she had no interest in Glenn's because we rescued her, and we didn't know what happened to her before we got her. But we think she might have had some issues with men, and she took a really long time to warm up to Glenn. Yeah. And then when she accepted Glenn as one of her people, that's then when she, she went after the underwear. underwear. They want the smell, and the smell is strongest in the crotch and the yeah. underwear. She'll also chew the bottom out of pants, so Lyndon goes through a lot of pajamas. If you leave your pants lying around, she'll mm. chew those. My best friend's cat has, like, uh, they're rescue cats, and they were separated from mommy too young, so she has, like, pica or something where you eat foreign oh, objects. Oh, yeah. Like, she likes to suckle on blankets and clothing, and the vet has repeatedly warned them, you know, she's going to get a bowel obstruction, you're going to pay $1,000 in surgery. I shit you not, she ate a hole in my niece's nightgown while my niece was sleeping wearing the nightgown. She, like, climbed into bed next oh, to yeah. her and just, like, ate a hole in it. Wow. Oh, I had a cat like that who ate not one, two feeding needles. And we kept saying, look, why they shiny, okay? But what made her enjoy that experience so much <laughs> that she ate a second one? That's messed up. It was way That's messed seriously up. seriously messed super, up. super, super expensive. Oh, God. Oh. The poor kitty. She was a really messed up kitty. But really, two. That's, that's what really got us. That's quite a lot. Mm. Yeah. My mom had a cat who would bring socks out from the hamper and leave them in the middle of the living room. And for a long time, she would yell at my father for leaving his dirty socks in the living room. And he's like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't. Until she saw Zonker go. I'm sorry. Out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Zonker? 
our cat's name was Zonker. That's Aww. a great name for a cat. Yeah, I'll I'll send you guys a picture of me and Zonker on the couch when Zonker was longer than me. Aww. I know. He was a great cat. Anyway, she saw Zonker go to the hamper, pull out dirty socks, and leave them in the middle of the living room floor. And that was clearly his way of saying, look, lady, dump this guy. <laughs> I have brought you his socks. What else do you need? Yeah. <laughs> it's time for him to go. Time for him to go. And sure enough, he went Zonker State. So. Aw. Aw. <laughs> well, you, you probably got the better end of that deal. Definitely. <laughs> All right, dudes. Anything else you want to mention? Oh. No. No? no. Right, cool. Go read books, people. Well, one of the things that we're going to try to do in the 2016 is to set up semi-regularly, like maybe once a quarter or once every six months, video chats that we'll record and live stream and then also save on YouTube. So we'll have like live book club discussions and live like bitches online and then we'll save the videos. It's going to be awesome. So we can tell lots of inappropriate panty stories. Absolutely. Yay! Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I feel like I made it because on Twitter, someone like tweeted at me about a book they were reading that was really sad, and someone replied like, "Well, you need to have Elise indeed recommend you a book because it won't be a tear you're jerking." And I'm like, "Yes! Oh, nice! Yes! I am now known as the smut." <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good job to have because I right? mean, there's a lot of people out there reading smut that's terrible. You need good yeah. smut. <laughs> Like Gray, can we? Ugh. Who's who's taking the second one for nope. the team? Nope. There's gonna okay. be a second one. Of course. It's not until Do you think that she's going stuff. to let that cash cow wander by? It's gonna be another <laughs> year before it's done. Though. No, she's gonna flog that cash cow to death. Yeah, because it takes like two years to copy and paste some shit you wrote in your previous book and change the pronoun. Yeah. Yes. And talk about ginger up people's asses. Yes. Which we talked about on the podcast yes, Sarah and I did. Yes, did. Figgy pudding. It's called figging. So we decided that when people really? come and ask you to bring them figgy pudding, it's a whole other thing they're asking for. Fig- is, is it specific to ginger up the ass or just yeah. No, figging is, figging is the name for peeling a root of, you peel a root of ginger. It's supposed to like sting really badly. I would think so. I mean, that's I can't imagine it's comfortable. I think, that's I think comfort plan. is not really the point. No. Yeah. And that is all for this week. I hope that was more than enough not safe for work to get you through a new week in the new year. We will be back next week with discussions about romance novels because that's what we do here. Any books that we mention during the podcast are always linked to at smartbitchestrashybooks.com. You can find them there, or you can tweet me at smartbitches. You can find Elise on Twitter at Elise Indeed. You can find Amanda at underscore I'm an adult. Carrie is at Geek Girl in Love, and Redheaded Girl is at Redheaded Girl. Pretty easy, right? This podcast was sponsored by Renee Adie, author of The Wrath and the Dawn, published by G.P. Putnam Sons Books for Young Readers, and available in print and ebook. Each dawn brings death, but can love change the story? This intoxicating retelling of A Thousand and One Nights will leave you begging for book two, The Rose and the Dagger, coming summer 2016. The podcast transcript is sponsored by Kensington, publishers of Kill Without Mercy by Alexandra Ivey first book in the brand new Ares security series about a group of five brave military special ops veterans. 
If you're in the mood for heart-pounding action and confident alpha males with deadly skills, coupled with nail-biting, life-and-death situations that will have you on the edge of your seat, then this group of covert specialists is at your service. On sale now, wherever books are sold. Our music is provided by Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter, at Sassy Outwater. This is the Peat Bog Fairies from their album, What Men Deserve to Lose, and this track is called Yup. You can find it on iTunes or Amazon or wherever you like to buy your fine music. Future podcasts will include me, many other people, talking about romance novels, because that's how we do things here. But on behalf of everyone in Smart Bitches, have a great weekend, because we wish you the very best of reading and lots and lots of reading time. See you next week.